0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam!
1: I have you now.
2: We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is
0: Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die.
3: Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious-
1: You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making.
4: Like, he's one of those, like, I don't wanna call him a, like, survivalist whack job, but, you know, he's in that ballpark. One of the reasons he disappears for a while and doesn't do anything, he goes out to the middle of nowhere Montana because he doesn't like the government, doesn't like taxes, none of that. He goes and just lives until he runs out of money, and then he comes back, does a show for a few years, puts a few million dollars in the bank, and then Craig goes T. and Nelson. does it again. Yeah,
1: he's crazy. He disappeared? He's wacky? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to the Correcting Nelson is Crazy podcast. I didn't know that about him.
4: Oh, yeah. Let me see if I find the article. Okay.
1: You, you pull that up. All right. Pull that out. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is a family show. Okay. Since when? <laughs> I don't Well, it's only my family that listens to it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that's why it's a family show. Yeah, I listen to it. That's true. But, but, but I'm, we basically look I'm like twins. E- <laughs> I'm
2: egotistical that way, and I just like to hear the sound of my own voice. Well, that's true.
1: We're, and we're basically twins. We are. It's true. I think it throws the kids off when we talk to each other about We pass each other in the hallway, like, say hi to mom. It does throw them off. Does it? Do they really think we're brothers? They do. Nice. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> this is why I love working with middle school kids, because mm-hmm. they don't know the truth, and you can tell them anything. And they totally believe it. The
2: truth is out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we're not getting anywhere near it. <clears throat> that would be a totally different podcast. Good. I still have not watched. This is total tangent. I still have not watched the six episodes they did of the X Files last year. S- was it any good?
2: I haven't watched. It. I kind of stopped somewhere in I think season seven of the original. Okay. Run. I need to get back to it.
1: I forced myself to finish what was on Netflix. So the original, what was it, nine seasons? Nine seasons. I forced myself to finish those. Uh, I feel like I, I, I don't like when Mulder, shark at some point when Mulder leaves. Um, it just kind of. I don't know. I, I couldn't get into Doggett. I was not as much a fan. That was a little weird. All righty. Well, this time around, um, you we've just been talking this whole time. Uh, you are listening to the 30-something movie podcast. If you clicked on the wrong thing, welcome. If you didn't click on the wrong thing, please don't go away. Um, Jeff didn't mean what he said earlier.
2: What did I say earlier? Oh, I, he meant it.
1: You, something. Meant
2: I don't know it. what it was. I don't know what i say. Again, I just like to hear my voice.
1: That's true. So Jeff, since Jeff is the only one actually listening to this when it's been published, hi Jeff, and hi. Je- That's weird. Then it's like you're here. And I'm you're keeping there. silent though. When I'm,
2: we'll- no, I'm keeping silent now, so when I listen to it later, I can respond.
1: Okay, hold on. Hi Jeff. Yeah, we're doing fine. This is gonna be really weird for those three people in Russia that have no clue what we're talking about. No. Or those the four Irish guys. We got to get those- them over here. And we uh, should. Be, Are be we making guests. Japan too? Uh, to we. I think we've got one or two listeners in Japan. A lot in South America. Really? I don't want to say a lot. Brazil? I mean, when I say a lot, I mean like mm. four, you know, proportionally to the rest of the podcast. Um, But this is the 30-something movie podcast. We are going to be talking about Poltergeist 2, the other side this time. Uh, I have with me Jefe. Hi. That wasn't very Spanish.
2: I'm tired. Uh, Set set me up again. Okay. I have with me Jefe. Hola. Bienvenidos a la podcast de Train to something.
1: That's horribly Cinema. That's horribly inappropriate. I don't know what you said, but you, We apologize to all listeners in any Spanish speaking countries and, and French speaking countries. Um, so we are talking to Poltergeist 2 this time around, and as I said, we have Jeff with us here. Uh, I've also got Bo. Yo mm-hmm. and Dennis. Dennis! 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 Dennis!
4: Dennis!
1: Dennis has gone over to the other side. So, Dennis may be here at some point soon. Well, we're really. Dennis Reverend Kane? Yes. Oh. He's going to walk into the room. God is in his His holy temple. It's going to be really creepy. Oh, God. And he's going to come in and and he's going to want the angel. I need an adult. In which case, I'm going to put a blonde wig on you and hand you over to Dennis. Again? Mm hmm. Yeah. Same as last time. Every week on Friday. Um,. So, Dennis will be joining us shortly. The one thing that we're... I don't know. What's um, <laughs> on right now? I have no idea. Um, like you said, it's been a long day. We're tired.
2: <laughs> it's true.
1: The one thing we're kind of disappointed about is Patrick. We're disappointed in Patrick, our other co-host, because he can't handle scary movies, and he genuinely tried to watch this one. And I really would like to know, like, the 30 seconds of the credits that he watched, I want to know what he felt about them. So, I asked him to call into the pod to the um, voicemail line that we have. And hopefully he will call in and let us know what he thought about the opening credits, but uh, we'll just have to see. But I don't know if he'll make it through the rest of the month. Probably not. Because House, I think, is probably going to be even worse than Poltergeist 2. I don't think he'll watch that one. He may watch Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, the Fly. Little Shop of the Horrors isn't all that scary. No, it is. That's it, it, more of a comedy, so. Yeah. Uh, the Fly. Do you think he'll watch The Fly?
2: No, I don't think you he'll don't watch think the so? Oh, really? Okay.
4: Hmm.
1: I mean, it does get kind of gruesome.
4: I guess. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen that
1: movie. I know. I was actually just talking to somebody today, they saw it on TV about three weeks ago. And I was like, I have not seen that one in years. but.
4: You know what I think whenever I think of that movie? like, think, oh, yeah, that's before Goldblum was Goldblum. Like, he doesn't quite mm-hmm. have that Jeff goldblum thing uh, happening yet. Uh, yeah, uh,
2: the, the whole like, yeah, yeah, that,
4: that whole thing, it's not uh, there yet. Yeah,
2: um, so here's the thing. Uh, I've never seen The Fly. Really? I've seen the original. Yeah.
1: From nineteen whatever. But you've never 50, seen the eighties one, no. Oh, the eighties one is good. The original it's, one's good too. I mean, I, I like the original. Literally
4: one forever since I've yeah. seen that. I'm no. hoping
2: that I'll be able to watch it and join you in the podcast for that one. Okay. We'll see what the mm-hmm. schedule looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for the Little Shop, mostly because mm-hmm. I just saw it recently.
1: But uh, that's another one I have not seen. In I, years, you know,
2: so. I came to the high school to see it when the kids did that,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And,
4: and I, I, I saw—I saw obviously I saw that, but I also. Because we were doing that, I also at some point in that fall watched the movie. So what was that? Last year?
2: Uh, Ricky Moranis.
1: Mm-hmm. I
4: know. He's so funny.
1: I saw Steve Martin as the dentist. I know. He's so good. In fact that I, I will use that in times where like if we're you know, if we're at home with mm-hmm. my brother and sister and like we'd be watching a movie on the couch or something, I'd turn to one and be like, Comfy? <laughs> And that scene actually terrified me to go to the dentist. <coughs> As a child, I didn't want to go to the dentist Whoa. because I was worried that they would all can, be like Steve Martin. I could see that. All righty. Uh, do we have any new movie news? Anything you guys have heard about? Has uh, anyone seen Magnificent Seven? No. I'm, I'm hearing good things about it, but I haven't too. seen it. I haven't
2: I did not hear good things about it. You so did not? I've oh, of, really? I kind okay. of avoided it. Oh. Because I, I adore the first one so much mm. that mm-hmm. I just don't want to yeah, like, no, I can deal understand with it. that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to get a chance to go see it in the theater, so I'll probably I'm check very it out. very protective about that sort of thing. Yeah.
2: Not that it matters what I think of any movie. Right. I have no say in anything. And nobody cares about your opinion.
1: No, that's true. Mm-hmm. What about... Um,
2: I did just see a picture of uh, Professor X from the new Wolverine movie that's coming out next March. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He is an aged yeah, he is. Professor X. Oh. Yeah, there he is. Patrick Stewart.
1: Ah. Right?
4: Hmm. almost looks like he's okay. doing some sort of shit. No, I was hoping that
1: they were going to go with so the old man, old, old man Logan story. Old man Logan story, yeah. Well, maybe. That would make sense. Hmm. The movie's okay. going to be called Logan. Is, I saw that the other day. It was going to be called Logan, so that, kind of, that would make sense if it was the old man Logan story. Alrighty. All right, well, if we don't have any new movie news, then we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, we'll get started talking about Poltergeist 2. So the movie, Poltergeist 2, The Other Side came out May 23rd, 1986, was rated PG-13, directed by Brian Gibson, who died in 2004. This is another one of those movies that you probably didn't want to be in because everyone's dead. Um, So Brian Gibson, the director, died 2004. He also directed What's Love Got to Do With It and The Juror. Writers and producers for this one were Michael Grace and Mark Victor. They both did the screenplay for the first Poltergeist. They were writers and producers for Marked for Death and uh, writers for Cool World. Music by Jerry Goldsmith. He died in 2004 also. Uh, he did the music for The Man from Uncle uh, TV show, the, some of the Star Trek movies, Gremlins, Supergirl, Legend, Hoosiers, and Total Recall. The budget for this one was 19 million. The box office was 40.9 million. Mm-hmm. Um, starring in this one, Joe Beth Williams played Diane Freeling. She was in Poltergeist, The Big Chill, and Kramer vs. Kramer. Uh, crazy Craig T. Nelson was Steve Freeling. He was in Poltergeist, the TV show Coach. The Incredibles, and the movie Turner and Hooch. Uh, Heather O'Rourke, who died in 1988, played Carol Ann Freeling. Carol Ann. (coughs) Uh, She was in... (laughs) What what, what was that? Why why did that make you laugh? Do it again. Carol Ann. (coughs) (laughs) See? I was just doing my best, Tangina.
2: Carol Ann. Go into the light. No, don't go
1: into the light. Don't go into into the light.
2: light. Come back to us. We need you here, Carol Ann. I'm
1: like the mirror universe, Tangina.
2: (laughs) Go into the light.
1: Just get in there. <laughs> I don't care what you smell. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> that was Chewy. That wasn't Carol Ann. <laughs> they both start with a C, so it's like the same thing. Um, <laughs>
2: but Chewy is a soft C. It's a chew, it, it not is, a, it's, it's more it's Chewy. It's not a Kahooey. It's not a You're right. As like, or or Cheryl ann like Right. It's not the same. Okay, That's okay. English true. teachers. Wow. <laughs> so, but can we talk for a second about the idea of naming him Kahui. Kahoey. <laughs> Am I tired
1: enough that that just sounds awesome? <laughs> yes. Kuhubaka. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So there you go. Kuhubaka. That could be his brother. He a twin brother. Kuhubaka.
2: I'm gonna have to leave. I need to go to Kaherch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, if you're a musician, you can learn to play kahorns. There you go. Um, moving very quickly on from the mispronunciation of the English language. Uh, so, Heather O'Rourke died in 1988. She was Carol Ann Freeling. She was in Poltergeist 1 through 3, and she was in, apparently, she was in Happy Days.
2: She was in Happy Days? Uh, apparently. Doing what?
1: I Being happy. Sh- I'm I'm apparently being happy. Um, although, not for long, because she died very young. So yeah. mm-hmm.
2: That's
1: sad. She's um, part of the curse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody who. Was it from each of the movies that somebody died? Yeah. There's somebody whole, from each of the movies well, died. There's a whole her, a true yeah. Hollywood yeah. story about Dominic it. Dunn, yeah, because Dominic Dunn died. The older and, yeah. sister was killed. Mm-hmm. By her boyfriend. And
2: then Reverend Kane died of
1: He died of stomach cancer, cancer yeah.
2: At like 53 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the good. And then Tom Skerritt did the third one and his
1: career died. That's true. Yes. I think a lot of people's careers died by doing the, <laughs> the second third and third Poltergeist movies. <laughs> Uh, Oliver Robbins played Robbie Freeling. He was in Poltergeist, Airplane 2, and Man Overboard. Julian Beck, who died in 1985, so like towards the end of making this movie, uh, played Reverend Kane. He was in Oedipus Rex, The Cotton Club, and Nine and a Half Weeks. Zelda Rubenstein died in 2010. She was Tangina Barons. She was in all three of the Poltergeist movies, 16 Candles and Picket Fences. Will Sampson died in 1987, um, almost immediately following this movie. He played Taylor. And he was one in one flew over the cuckoo's nest, the outlaw Josie Whales, and Orca. Uh, Geraldine Fitzgerald died in two thousand five. She played Grandma Jess. She was in Dark Victory, Arthur, and Easy Money. Did
2: you ever see Orca? No. Orca the Killer Whale?
1: Mm mm. It's crazy. Is it worth seeing? No. Okay.
2: Okay. (laughs) No, it's 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 like, hey, we they did this thing with Jaws and a scary shark. We're gonna do the same thing except he was a killer whale.
1: Okay. So this is before they figured out that you need to add something in terms of a mutation or a natural disaster to it. So instead of, like, they just did Orca instead of, like, Sharknado.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they got it right with Sharknado, because sharks and tornadoes, that's right. a natural fit, but Orca's just lazy. Well,
4: yeah, sharks that's... and tornadoes, that's a natural fit. Yeah. Okay.
2: Orca was just Why not? clearly trying to capitalize on what they did with Jaws.
1: Well, Piranha. I guess if you just move on to different types of aquatic life. Turtle. <laughs> Salamander. It's dangerous, because what do you get? Like You get hit by the shell, you get a concussion. Turtlenado? Turtlenado? Turtle, no, that's... T- turtnado? <laughs> turtnado. That's it for movies. Well, here we are. Yeah.
4: And we just edited out so, the first 20 minutes. So,
1: ah! I'm not editing a thing. Are you kidding? We're already a day late on this, so I'm not editing anything. Um, you can say whatever you want. The censors are asleep tonight. All right, so, speaking of movies that uh, apparently nobody liked, uh, this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 37%. Wow. The audience gave it a 35%. Wow, yet it made $40 million. So apparently people don't like that God is in his holy temple. So CinemaScore gave this one a B-. minus. So apparently as people were leaving the theater, they didn't have a problem with this movie. Um... But uh, Siskel, I, I was trying to look up Siskel and Ebert reviews for this one. I couldn't find one from Ebert, but I did read somewhere that Siskel absolutely hated this movie.
2: That's
4: what I
1: heard as well. He probably didn't
2: it. even get out of
4: bed to watch it.
1: No. I mean, there's, there are certain movies that they just don't review, and I figured it's because they didn't feel like it was worth their time. Um, this was nominated for a few different awards. Nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects.
4: Mm. Uh,
1: nominated for an Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films Award for Best Horror Film and Best Special Effects. Uh, won a BMI Film Award for the Music uh, for Jerry Goldsmith. Hmm. It was nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actress, Zelda Rubinstein. Zelda uh, and nominated Young Artist Award, uh, Heather O'Rourke, for Exceptional Performance by Young Actress Starring in a Feature Film, Comedy, or Drama. So... Those are the prestigious prestigious awards. For what? Prestigious. Vestigial? Vestigial. Those are the vestigial awards that this movie won or was nominated for. Uh, We're just going to spend the entire show butchering the English language. It's uh, triumvirate. triumvirate of that's fine. Because I figured that's the one go. thing that... There you go. That's uh, Somebody argued with me that that's not a real word. That was me. Was it by you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. During it's our Ruthless uh, People. That's right. those Ruthless People one. I tried to forget that one. Um, I so, don't know how
2: to take that. I don't
1: know. It was the movie. It wasn't you. Yeah. It wasn't you, it was me.
2: It's not you, it's me. I invented that line.
1: Trying to use that line on me. We'll use whatever I want. Um, This is my show, and you can stay here. You can stay here because... The truth is finally revealed. Here it goes. uh Whose name is in the title, right?
2: 30-something movie podcast. Right. Shut up. I'm a
1: 30-something. Shut up. I'm more of a thirty-something than you are. I'm older than you. I'm more. I know. So see, I got more to go in my thirties than you do. I, I but Is I'm, I'm further in like I'm further today. into mm-hmm. my thirties. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, thank God.
1: Hey, <laughs> Is that gonna be a problem uh, before. Yes, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> and see, you the audio video guy. So you're just being here. You're just here being a jerk because you're the audio video guy, and you come in with the crackly thing, and the like.
4: John's <laughs> that, really crabby today. Yeah. <laughs> This oh. is why this is why we record
1: on Mondays, by the way. Because mm-hmm. by, th- by the end of the week, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, so Poultry yeah. Guys 2. Right. So Poultry Guys <laughs> 2. <clears throat> so, summary for this one is this crazy, wacky Reverend Kane guy has shown up and apparently wants Carol Ann back, and it wasn't the house that was haunted, it's that they're following her around, and Indian stuff, I'm sorry, not Indian stuff, Native, what? Native American. Native American. Is it Native Native American American still? Or is it indigenous? Indigenous American. And I'm not saying that in like an offensive way. I'm just... Not this It changes. I just want to make sure we have the right terminology. Is it still Native American?
2: I think so. Okay, Mm -hmm. we'll stick
1: with Native American then. All right. So Native Native American stuff. and, And then there's just... Everything goes weird after that. So let's listen to the trailer real quick. And we'll be right back.
4: That scared my cats when I watched this.
1: Before we're talking about anything else, what about the trailer? It's a little bit of a different trailer. There's not a whole lot of dialogue in it. And it's quick. It's, it is kind of quick.
4: It was like the little teaser trailer. Yeah,
1: like no, there's no voiceover narration. Mm-hmm. And most of the trailers we get for you know the mid-80s, you've always got one of those guys that's...
3: In a world. This
1: world. summer. Yeah.
3: Well, I think with this one they're also thinking it already came off the success of Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to show a whole lot. If you, if you notice, I so think there's a little bit of similar... Mm -hmm. things with star wars when you have not exactly but when you have this established branches you already have the fans all you need to do is keep them interested in coming and that's it you don't have to say much you don't have to reveal a lot because they're going to show up anyway is what they're expecting right so just by doing that scary guy lots of flashy images coming through as it builds phone ringing they're back boom done that's it and the, short and sweet, and that's all they need to do is mm-hmm. just try to hook people in. The distinctive voice saying they're... You're gonna, and then, and then even just the ending, it was this creepy, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Just leave us alone, and what happens?
1: So in the in the trailer, before we talk about the movie, in the trailer when they show Julian Beck, Reverend Kane, to me when I saw that trailer for the first time, he wasn't as creepy and scary as I think he ends up looking in the movie. So I think had I seen that trailer, I would have been like, who's this old guy? Because he's he's more human looking, and I'm thinking of the first movie. There were there was no human villain; it was mm-hmm. just the ghosts. So I don't know. The first time I as saw a this. as I was creeped out
3: by him. Even okay, the trailer I would be creeped out by him. Yeah, just the teeth and then just the mm-hmm. yeah gaunt face You're and die. The, like almost mm-hmm. a skeleton sort mm-hmm. of face. And
4: um, I, th- I think one of the reasons the trailer might not be creepy for some is I don't think the eyes are as intense because they probably didn't process that as much maybe when they is when they did the final because watching the actual movie his eyes are what did it for me they're just the wrong color something's not right mm-hmm. and I feel like in the trailer you either don't notice it as much or the, because it's lit differently you're not seeing that I don't know
1: yeah I don't know that was just one of the things I thought when I saw the trailer it's like he, he doesn't seem as creepy as I feel like he is in the movie but again, It'd like you said, as a kid, that was just the TV. Guy. I, I
3: don't might know. want to get a bigger
1: TV. T- t- you interview. think so? I, I can I can get like a seventy or eighty inch yeah, one.
3: It is a little it. small for the wall. Yeah.
4: I
1: mean, I mean, we won't be able to open the door. But little, I, I mean, no I one guess wants to come get, see you, you know, anyway. You it's you fine. Take can, that's true. Take what you can get. I guess. Maybe if I maybe if I angle it and put it like over here. There gets go. It's a little bit high up on the wall. It's Can right on right a neck to look over there. Well, head. yeah, I mean, like, when we did uh, ours, it, it we, did ours the... we put it here. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. you're looking at it well, like the, a person. Well, the, there's but... this box here, I can't.
4: So move the box. I You got these things everywhere. You got this. You couldn't get a box moved. No. I mean, come on. No. Thank
1: you.
3: Yeah. <sighs> Moving on. I don't even know why. You have big troubles if you have uh, It's just the box that's in the way. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway,
1: (laughs) so, the oldest daughter from the original movie was played by Dominique Dunn. Uh, She was killed by her boyfriend after the release of Poltergeist in 1982. Uh, There was going to be a scene explaining that she was away at college, but they never filmed it. Um, Apparently, several of the skeletons that they used in this movie were real. When the cast and crew found out, they demanded that an exorcism would be held, um, because it creeped them out. And apparently, Will Sampson, the Native American in the movie, did perform the exorcism himself.
2: Yeah, they uh, he arranged to have the studio like left open mm-hmm. one night, so after everyone was gone, he came back, went in, and, and then he died a year later.
1: Did whatever right. cleansing ceremony. Great, <laughs> right. right? So, you know, he don't, did a great job. So don't do exorcisms, is what we're saying here. Mm. Uh, Julian Beck, who played is Reverend Kane, like
2: exercising because I don't do that either. I don't. I don't exercise. That.
1: No, so I, I think we're safe. Okay. okay, we're not going to die. No, nope. we're going to live forever. Who wants to live forever anyway? Sorry, that was Highlander. Um, so Julian Beck died of stomach cancer during filming, so many of his later scenes needed to be replaced and were done so with the vomit monster, one of the grossest scenes in any movie I've ever seen. Um, and I don't understand why when he vomits that worm thing up, like in the next scene, his wife is holding there on the ground and like kissing him. I'm like, no, 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 no. At that point, if your significant other vomits up a, a worm monster out of their mouth, I think maybe you just hug them, but you stay away from their face for a minute, just Wait, in case.
4: So they replaced him with the vomit monster. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does that mean he would have vomited the dude?
1: <laughs> did they the He would have way. vomited Julian Beck? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe. Okay, just checking. Know. Or did they just change the right? Yeah. Or did they just change it so that Winnie? I'm sure know. they
2: just, but still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to actually research and find out what... The scene was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was supposed to be vomiting anything originally. Well, but they did. I think they came up with that idea mm-hmm. because they needed. They didn't have Got uh, mm-hmm. back to film, so they had to come up with something to show that he was still infiltrating or getting in mm-hmm. to the house in some way.
1: They did the idea he to let have him. Me in. <clears throat> The idea to have him. You're gonna die! And now he's lost right, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> that, that actually was pretty good. You need to do it from outside the door and just like real oh, Should right I up. scream it out in the hallway? Mm-hmm. See if yeah, is. see if any of the kids hear you. That's that, not gonna be, be great. bad at school. No, that'll be fine. No, that's not gonna terrorize anybody. That will not bring anyone um, running. Why don't you dress up in a clown suit while you're at it? Oh, that would be good. That would add all kinds of fun to the game. I'm not going there. No? Okay. That's Um, too much.
2: That's over the line. Seriously? I'm just tired of dealing with it. It's been a
1: thing. I'm I'm tired of dealing with it. (laughs) Just check it, because
4: you know, as over the line
2: goes.
1: You're throwing away that clown suit you're gonna wear to Halloween. Kind of come up with a
2: whole new costume now. Let's
3: click on around. Let's get back to the poltergeist.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Are are, are we wasting your time? I'm I'm so glad you showed up this time. There's a couple of clowns in here, <laughs> We Just, just a disclaimer. Here. <laughs> just a disclaimer. Sometimes we actually do like each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't on think Mondays, we <laughs> like each it's other. Just not bad. today. It's a Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday. See, if we recorded on a Monday, that then we'd be, Monday, yeah, we'd be fine. I don't think we like each other. By today. Thursday, of the week. By Thursday I, I don't like people. Um, <laughs> that's not true. It's usually by Tuesday. Um, originally, there was a plan to have some kind of vomit monster type thing because they had hired um, H.R. Giger, the guy that did the design for aliens and the species movies and all that. Um, He was hired to work on some of the creatures for the movie, but he did not want to travel to the U.S., so he tried to work remotely from his home in Zurich and it did not work out very well. Much of his designs were not interpreted to his specifications, and the guy that was supposed to help interpret his designs, when he sent them over, did apparently, he He didn't die. No, this guy didn't die. His career career probably died, but... Um, but H.R. Giger was not happy with the final designs of his creatures. So when Reverend Kane becomes that beast, the vomit monster thing with all the heads and everything else, um, that was based off of some of his designs. But he did not; he was not happy with them. So, so that was I don't when, know what it you would you have said been. Reverend
3: Kane died before the, the filming completed. Yeah, that before mm-hmm. it was done. Right. Do you know if he was intentionally hired because of the fact that he was already known to have? the cancer thing going
1: I would think his physical appearance probably had a lot to do with it well, I'm saying but I always wondered if that I don't was know. part of the,
3: the plan saying mm-hmm. yeah you have the stomach cancer and it'd be a, You're in a, movie about fresh a ghost. fresh Let's, thing uh... because the fact that there's certain scenes that I remember looking at like to me he looked healthier mm-hmm. and other ones he looked more Red gaunt up. which the mm-hmm. more gaunt he looked the more creepy it mm-hmm. was the more full his face was the more normal he looked right and I always wonder if that was part of the... In a, in a way, That's it's a decision. little bit twisted. It yeah. seems a little twisted. Mm-hmm. We're looking for actors. Well, hey. Conditioning, do you got cancer? You know, oh, okay. Uh, no, we, how far along? How far along? Right. Right. Do you, you know, think you know, can make it through the live, next... We to right, be yeah. perfect right after we, we wrap. Got a, we, yeah. we, got a, uh, we got
1: a two-month shoot here. Yeah, <laughs> do you think like, you can make the two-month shoot?
3: Yeah. We don't want you to be too healthy looking. We hope you do well and all. But, you know, like, how does that go? Like, I always wondered if that was... Like, well, the director's factory. dead, so maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's karma. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems weird that they, you know, I think they yeah. were going for that gaunt look. Yeah. Sure. And what and better way had it to guess, get it? You know, yeah. And it was because probably chemo and whatever else mm-hmm. he was going through, and I'm like, it just almost seems a little twisted. But
1: Yeah. Um, at one point, so the last thing I have on here, uh, Steve, um, Craig T. Nelson's character, Steve Freeling, comments at one point that Taylor, the Native American, could be an escaped mental patient, which is a reference to Will Sampson playing Chief Bromden in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm. Um, all right, so that's all I got in terms of the background. Let's play the it. trailer. What's up? Oh, we already
2: played the trailer, didn't we? We played the trailer already. So I'm of practice with mm-hmm. this. Thing. Trying to fill
1: that's time, time or something okay.
2: <laughs> He's about to use the TV again. <laughs> <laughs> I re- repositioned my it's, chair. Up, you'll... He's getting TV
1: every... stranger Things huh? Um All right, so when was the first thing you watched this? When was the first thing you watched? This that's not even an English <laughs> sentence. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. That's the
3: it is better. All of you <laughs> talk.
1: Right, I can talk better than all this of I you. I
3: was.
1: <laughs> it's Yoda. I was doing my Yoda impersonation.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those of you who live in other countries who download podcasts to learn English don't use <laughs> ours. Okay, go to some other podcast. There's like grammar podcasts to listen to. Other even probably the Nerdist. They yeah. have. I can't believe I'm sending people to our biggest competitor. Oh, right, because we're competition for him. We are. We're, like, right below them if you rearrange the windows on iTunes. That's true.
4: Uh-huh.
1: I've looked. We're coming for you, Hardwick. That's right.
4: How? (laughs) You spend way too much time rearranging
1: windows. I do. I have to finish my GCN video somehow.
3: Um, I heard that Thursday shows do better. Do they, do they really?
0: <laughs>
3: not this time. <laughs> we're here to disprove.
1: <laughs> we're here to bring down the average. All, time, all right. <clears throat> okay, so when was the first time you watched this? Did you watch this a kid. as a kid? Yeah, yeah, I saw it when it came out.
3: Right, but we were older oh, guys. One, my dad loved it. We loved that movie. And was when this came out. We did you see it movie. in the theater? I see it in the theater, yeah. Okay. I remember I was, I was still, you know, I mean, I was young, but not. It was, it was it was enough creepiness. And Did scary. it freak you out? I'm like, nah, You know, I, I think it was at that age that I started to get over it. Um, it's very, because I always, it's interesting to talk about. I know you have some of the, you with the scary movies, right? I know Pat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pat with the scary movies. I think you're good. I think we talked about that. You're good, right?
4: I have never really much for the horror genre. I don't enjoy being frightened. I don't get okay. excited get by That's that. that. <laughs> Yikes. Um... I had a really bad experience Really, with oh, Gremlins, Don't of do all that. things. did. Gremlins gave me nightmares of well, that all things. Tw- yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Okay. Which is weird, but yeah. it did. Well, it was a dark, very dark... You
4: know. Yeah. Um, so, I haven't watched a lot of horror in my life, um, but <laughs> this stuff is fine. Like, there was nothing in this movie that, like...
3: And I think I maybe hmm. had this discussion back when we discussed one of the other horror movies, but it was... I grew up with four older brothers and a dad that loved horror movies. Mm-hmm. My, dad, my dad loved them so we were always You didn't talk about that.
2: I know cuz I just re-listened to that episode trying to come There's, up with some good movies
1: cuz he's the one, one guy that listens <laughs> to our the podcast,
3: one. <laughs> The one guy in the in the United States. And oh, the go. fact is that I was exposed to a lot of those movies really young and when I was young it scared the crap out of me mm-hmm. and I had like I couldn't go upstairs by myself. I mean it was like it, I was afraid of a lot of us and at some point i think probably by about this age i was already getting past that mm-hmm. because after a while you just start to realize and, and you and you know and so it was almost like i was exposed to all these horror movies at some point you become not numb to them you process them differently, it doesn't affect me anymore. Now, today I still like a good horror movie. I like the genre, but I don't like what usually is done, which is the slasher gross down right. killer films. That that does nothing for me. It doesn't scare me really. It just is like, okay, it's people being brutal to each other. There's not really anything scary. Right. This at least there's a there's an element of there's a story. Supernatural. There's mm-hmm. a story. There's people you care about. There's characters you care about. And then, you know, so I, I do like those types. That's why something like Stranger Things that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, M. Night Shyamalan movies, I do, in gen- not all perfect, but I like the, the approach. Whereas opposed to, you know, like a Rob Zombie gore fest mm-hmm. type of thing, which is like, does nothing much for me. Slasher films where people just get slaughtered and brutally figuring out how they can kill them is not as interesting to me. It's not as talented. Telling a good story. So 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 I liked it and, and back then as a kid I was already kind of appreciating those type of stories and I was beyond the being frightened and having nightmares to more like, oh okay. And actually starting to think of some cool ideas for scarier stories.
1: Yeah, I don't think I I have more of a problem with scary movies now. Like I didn't as a kid. I loved scary movies as a kid. My dad loved scary movies. I love scary movies. I there was I don't know, something about Something about round about the time that we had children, that I don't know. Something switched, and I was like, I just don't. I don't want to watch them. I and and maybe it was because more of the horror movies were the slasher, gory type stuff. Which I, I don't have a problem with slasher gory stuff. I mean, I there's plenty of those movies that I'll watch and I'll laugh at. But you know, it's it's almost more of a the ones that do it to an extreme. To where it's almost supposed to be more like a comedy. I'm thinking of like, some of the Evil Dead movies and yeah. mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I just I don't watch the horror movies now. In fact, one of the first modern horror movies that I've seen in probably nearly a decade was after you had talked about it one time. I went and watched um, that Devil movie. Mm-hmm. was on Netflix. Yeah. And I watched that one. And I was like, okay, I can watch this. I'm fine. And, I, and it didn't... like it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. But it wasn't... Not to like a pat
3: level. Like he will have to stop watching it, and which to me, that movie still to this day Mm -hmm. just boggles me that people Mm -hmm. have like that. Because to me, I think there's an awesome ending to it. The ending is more of a when I say awesome, like the the, it's an uplifting ending, Mm -hmm. right? There's forgiveness, it's about faith, it's about all the you know, all those type of things. It's really about this cop moving in, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole. So when it's like that, I think that's that redeeming quality where you can go through that roller coaster ride of a horror movie and still enjoy it at the end. And that's the type that I like. It's like I said, when you come back to the slasher ones, I agree with you with having kids. There is a difference yeah. that once you have kids, and it has to do with your view of the world, I think, and the fact that you have children in here now. And now you picture them possibly being, in, you and know, not saying you picture them in poltergeist, you pick, I think that's the, the dividing line is there's a certain area where this is believable and mm-hmm. can happen in real life and there's these ones that can't really happen in real life. So when you go there and you get your scares and thrills from that and it's kind of like that 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 uh cathartic, you know, sort of experience and you come back and you know you're in a the theater and that and your kids are safe. Like you think that. Like as far as the slasher films, there can be some crazy psycho out there and I think it just makes you a little bit more uneasy that there are people unfortunately in stories in the world where those type of real human human horrors happen. Mm-hmm. That's not as much of a fun experience to go through. Going through something that's a creative story with kind of the science fiction or the you know the, 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 the supernatural, those things, you know people whether they agree or disagree that those things happen, mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of a safe distance there in your mind and you don't picture your children or your family involved in it. And you can go through that and be like, oh, it's just a story. Where when it's real life, people can be like, okay, there is some psycho killer who did this and can do this. And wow, there was a guy in Wisconsin who did do what, you know, the leather the leather face type of thing mm-hmm. and all that. So I'm like, that's when you get a little bit more like the world's a little bit screwed up.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the movies that I have a bigger problem with are the ones that where there's no way to fight back. Or mm-hmm. there's no way to get away from what's coming. Like this movie, I this movie now, even watching it when I was younger, I think I didn't watch this until maybe middle school or high school. Um, and, I, and I didn't have a problem with this. Like this one, there were some scary parts in it, but it didn't really, really creep me out because they had a way to fight back. Like they had, you know, uh, Taylor, you know, had his native su- supernatural powers. You know, he was supposed to be kind of the reincarnated Um native that had fought against Reverend Kane multiple times over the years and, and whatnot. Um, so there's a way to fight back. Like he had some protection for the family, a way to fight back for them. I think it's the movies, the ones that I have a hard time with, the ones that creep me out the most are the ones where you can't. So something like, um, probably the one that I would consider my the scariest movie to me of all time is Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. Like in that one, you're on a spaceship, It's it's... The ship is possessed. You're not going anywhere. You have no way to fight back against this. There's nothing you can do. You just you have to ride it out, and you're done for. Mm. Or I'm trying to think of another one. Um, maybe like the Blair Witch Project, the original. You're not fighting it. You're out in the woods. There's no way for you to fight this. You can't beat the evil that's coming or whatever it is. That I think those are the movies that yeah. bother me because okay. I, I like knowing that the characters have a way out. And that if I was put in that same situation... Uh, whether I, whether it's punching my way out or having like a secret phrase that needs to be said, the movies that bother me the most, the ones that scare me the most are the ones where there is no hope for you to fight against this at all. And those are the ones that I have a hard time watching and handling. When you
3: mentioned the Blair Witch Project, I do remember the thing that was probably the most frustrating, or like is that, is because... In your brain, what you do in a horror movies, you start to, like you said, look for the way out. You look for what you would do that's realistic if they would only do this. And, okay, now in this situation, do you, Well, in Blair Witch Project, it was so frustrating every time they got lost, every time they showed up back where they were Every t- and anybody's possibly who's been out in the woods, even for sometimes that's happened to you, where you've been out and you're like, "Wait a second, I'm back where I went." Oh, that- this-, this-, this looks familiar. Yeah. And then when you have that realization that you have just traveled and thinking you're going and one and then find out you are back where you started and are stuck, there's a real frustration and fear about that of like, "I can't get out." Exactly what you're saying, like, "Where's the way out of this?" I'm doing everything I can, trying to leave. We're leaving during day. We're trying to move. We're trying to get out here before it gets dark, but we went nowhere. You know, and that was geniusly played in the original. I haven't seen the new one or whatever, but um, no, so I agree with you on the, the frustration of not having the, the way out. And that that brings an interesting concept too of like, did, did I think there was a sense of movies early on when we were when I was growing up that in the end there was typically the good ending. In the end, typically the person got the good people won, evil was destroyed, and then there was a whole thing in Hollywood. It might have been an audience backlash against like oh, we all know the characters are going to be okay in the end. But I think we want that. But I think that the director started to throw the ending where the evil always won at the end. Mm-hmm. You, well, would, at, you would have initial winner mm-hmm. of the good guy only to follow it before that last shot where Freddie's driving mm-hmm. off with... But I said you know, look at uh,
2: Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, bam, there yeah. he is. And, the mom.
3: And you're like, well, what happened? You know, like every time he's at last... And, and, and Event Horizon, yes. too. Yep. You get the very end there. And okay. every time they have that little ending at the end where the... Good person doesn't yep. win, and that evil looks like they're triumph, you know, triumphant in the end. And I, and that was always unsettling for me. I, mm-hmm. that was kind of my general rule if I were to write a horror film, which was the good guys got evil has to be destroyed at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, you go for that roller coaster ride, but then it ends. And and I think Hollywood was breaking that rule and making all the bad people win, and that bothered me when I saw it as a like, I just didn't like that because I always walked away feeling negative. <laughs> or if at least if you've done. You know, when it comes to some satisfactory conclusion, you know, you feel better about the way you, you've gone through the scare, you've gone through the thrills, you've experienced it all, but now you can walk away from that. And that's when I liked horror movies, when they when they have that negative ending. I always go seriously, like, like you're either killing for a sequel, sequel, and that's all you're shooting up for. Mm. Your ending doesn't make sense. Evil should not win, you know?
1: Yeah. So, I guess one of the questions I have about this one is, there... One of the things that people have said is a big difference between the first Poltergeist movie and this one is the family. And that you get more of a sense that the family has a strong connection with each other. And they keep saying that in this movie. Like they say, your strength is your love for each other. Taylor says that several times. And I think Tangina says that at least once or twice. Your strength is your love for each other and your connection. Don't break that bond or else Kane will win. But one of the complaints that people have had about this movie is you just don't feel it. Like, the, whether it's the acting, whether whatever it is, you just don't feel... They keep harping on it, like, that's your strength, that's your strength. But compared with the first Poltergeist, you don't see that as much. Did you get a sense of that when you were watching this movie, or...
2: Yeah. Was I, that, I mean, was that I mean, something that no, seemed I, I, missing? I got a sense that there was a lack of connectivity between the family. And I think it's... I hate to say it was the introduction of the character of uh, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he and and the dad, like, go and do some sort of sweat lodge thing. Like, they're, they're, the family wasn't working together to solve this. Um, so to keep saying, you know, as a family, you're going to win. As a family, you're going to defeat this. They weren't doing anything as a family to defeat it. So it just wasn't believable that they were leaning on each other. Um, I feel like it could have been interesting if they explored the idea that after the events of the first one, there was an issue that it took a toll on the family, and um, you know, so that maybe that could have explained a little bit that there became a disconnect because they they didn't know how to process everything together as a family after the first one. But I mean, that's you know. They didn't bother to do that either. No. They they gave us this, they, they put this family back together in a different house. Um, they introduced a new family member that was killed off right away. But I just, I I'd not, I never got a sense that this family was as close as they were in the first one.
3: I and mean, I think they wrote it in just the experience of the first one saying like the fact that, okay, the first one would have put these people through, some, they went through something so traumatic and whatever that this really made them this t- tight you know night tight knit family type of thing and that's what i think they were thinking but it just didn't come it didn't, across. It, it didn't And out. i don't and i was just it's a good question is it the writing or is mm-hmm. it the acting yeah. yeah i think it's both i think it's i don't think it's necessarily cuz sometimes it's a very clear it's the writing mm-hmm. sometimes it's very clear it's the acting i think it's a little bit of both and it's just enough to not make I it, think mm-hmm. like, they didn't <laughs> take
4: enough time to try to show us that
2: i yeah. think yeah. Craig Craig T Nelson looked disinterested in this movie, I, I, he, out of all the out of all the the members of the family, his portrayal of the dad in this one, I just I wasn't buying it too much. He just he it, he didn't seem as into it. Mm-hmm. So maybe he just needed a paycheck at this point, or just you know. Mm-hmm.
3: I was great cra- The crazy scenes towards the end were pretty decent, I think. But you mean, if you were talking about the whole setup and yeah, being as a father, you didn't you know, buy him as the uh, vacuum like, cleaner salesman.
4: Yeah. Is that what you're trying <laughs> to say? No. No, I didn't. Yeah, the only times you really saw a closeness like that, when she comes back from the mall after being scared by the mm-hmm. Reverend guy, and then that one scene with the two of them that the daughter interrupts is kind of... Yeah. You see a little between him and her, but certainly not with the kids that much. That scene with the vacuum cleaner and the discussion about the TV is mm-hmm. a little awkward with the baseball game in the background. Mm-hmm. Um... The daughter, I'm trying to,
1: But again, that's one of the only times you kind of see them interacting with their kids. Right. In a way that doesn't have to do with the ghosts and the Yeah, he picks possessing. up the daughter
4: when she interrupts them. But other than that, he and the daughter don't really have a lot of yeah. screen time alone, anyway.
1: And I feel like later on, you get a similar scene, but it's in the midst of everything else, mm-hmm. where you've got the mom and Carol Ann in the bathtub right. together. And that, mm-hmm. that, that, to me, is similar to the scene with him mm-hmm. and, the, and the son earlier. Right. But now it's in the midst of all this, and it's that's like two scenes in the whole movie. And Otherwise, on, the rest of it just kind of Was that on forced. purpose?
4: Or they or Were they yeah. trying to show that just trying the to father remind. character was scared of this girl who could talk to TVs? Mm-hmm.
2: No, I, I, I did like the scene when they were around the dinner table, and mm-hmm. and the dad was trying to... Come up with ways to to mm-hmm. do things as a family. Right. So, oh, let's be a family. Let's mm-hmm. let's go for a walk. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. You know, I thought that was kind of genuine. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I just I I didn't buy the the family mm-hmm. connection. And I, and you know, like I think it's a mixture of the writing, and the 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 acting and the directing. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, you have a, a whole different director on this film, and I just you know for whatever reason that wasn't focused on in, in the creating of I, the movie. You might have hit on
4: something there. I was just thinking, not being someone who's big, who watches a lot of horror movies, you, the ones I have seen are, there's always, it feels like when you're done, there was a goal when they made the movie. Was this a movie that was supposed to scare you? Was this a movie that was supposed to creep you out? Like, what was the goal? And I think you make a good point when you say focus. The director wasn't focused on that. The director was focused on... How do I get from it's been a year to these ghosts are back and stuff's going to happen? The first half hour is just getting me there. And I think he was too focused on the end with the special effects yeah. and the crazy scene and the, all of that stuff and that front stuff was just, i gotta yeah. pull, I got to slog through
2: this because i got to tell this story, right. but I'm trying to get there. So the story suffered a bit because right. there just wasn't enough mm-hmm. energy put into that part of the, yeah. the process.
1: So probably one of the most memorable characters in the movie is not the family, and it's not Carol Ann because I think Carol Ann people would say she's kind of the focal point of the first movie. Um, A lot of people have said that Reverend Kane is kind of the biggest, or, or the one that they, the one that's most memorable in this movie.
2: Absolutely, I would
1: agree with that. Do you do you think he makes a good villain? Does he make a good villain for the Poltergeist movies? Because one thing I would argue, and I, and I kind of mentioned that when we were watching the, the trailer of it, is to me, yes, he does have a very gaunt, scary, skeleton-like face. But what's scarier to me about the first, and to an extent the third, but I know he kind of comes back in the third movie, different actor, but he comes back, um, actually it was the same actor. They resurrected him from the dead, and he was actually possessing the third movie, and um, oh, if only they could they could do that with Tom Skerritt's career. Yeah, you're really down on Tom Skerritt this time. Richard. I don't know why. <laughs> he, if he was here on the podcast, he would. He's well, his he, he lawn he right he's now. He's probably mowing his lawn listening. Um, to me, he just didn't seem scary. Like he's yes, he's creepy, but when I'm looking at the difference between the Poltergeist movies, Poltergeist one is scarier to me because it doesn't have a human-looking villain. The humanness <sighs> of the villain. In Poltergeist 2 makes it less creepy for me. I think he's he's a, he's I, a creepy looking. Dude, I think
2: he, I think it's scary because he is unsettling. So I think it's a different type of scary. Okay. I think it pushes the boundaries of of being comfortable, mm-hmm. and I think that is what like for me that's what scares me. Okay. The scariest scene in the movie to me is. When he shows up at the house yeah. and it's pouring rain mm-hmm. and he's yeah. walking up the driveway still, sa- the the same yeah. same pace he's walk the and then he influences and almost hypnotizes the dad mm-hmm. into almost letting him into the house and then he's just screaming out "Let me in! You're gonna die!" and he's like, yeah. "This is out of control." Kid, that freaked me out. That I mean that that was the most frightening part of the movie for me, more so than like the I think the vomit scene was, was, yeah. was no, disturbing and yeah, gross, but.
3: No. but Un- it was the unsettling part of the because that, because again that's rooted in, in a real person too. Where the vomit scene you don't you don't picture that that's not going to happen in real life. Mm-hmm. The guy walking up and doing that is completely yeah. possible. And there's always been some strange people you see somewhere in a mall, in a street somewhere, and they kind of can freak you out where you're like, mm, and they might say. I, uh, to this day and you just said uh, in the this, mall which mm-hmm. is where we first meet him right and then
2: all of a sudden now he's showing up right that, outside you know, thing. the thing and
3: you start thinking that's the creepiest thing of all because sometimes we've seen people who have a certain creepiness factor to him and when you see that and then realize I, I that that gets me more than because it's possible i th- mm-hmm. i think
2: for sure that he is a a good villain yeah. um because
3: when you say poltergeist 2 mm-hmm. His his image comes to mind. I I don't think think of the vomit monster. I don't think of anything else in the mini. I I think of that old I think he's a great villain
2: because the character is an older character. It's a character from another time period. Mm -hmm. So I think he portrays that well to the point where this is is a very uncomfortable villain. For sure. I think it works. Mm
4: -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. this character has become, because of this movie, that look... The, the gaunt older man look with the black hat and the black mm-hmm. suit is now a thing. It's been parodied. Yeah, it's been yeah. used again and again and again because well, and it they, is And that. they brought him
3: back for the third one.
4: Well, right. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just in other movies. Yeah. I mean, you see this yeah. gaunt guy in the black hat and the first thing you think of that, yeah. is this
3: creepy. so If you go to f- fan, okay, go. Is... Oh. This. So this is a scene. Yeah, can no, uh,
1: do that. home
0: be silent
4: now Did they start ready? this early enough? I didn't come look on. up where you saw the shadow. What's wrong? Yeah. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. that helps too.
3: And the connection that she seems to have yeah, with them, yeah, yeah. like she know, yeah.
2: Right here, this. Yeah. Coming up the driveway. He's looking at her, she's looking at him.
3: Come on, sweetie. That's a good shot Just enough music in the backyard. Can we help
0: you? Haven't I seen you somewhere before? That is possible. I get around. I love getting around. Love talking
4: to people. Even on a rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> Smart dog, Douglas. Dog kitten. Hi.
0: Hi. I saw you at the shopping mall. Enjoy your big. I remember your little angel here. Allow me to introduce myself, Henry Kane.
4: What? You know, I gotta tell you, we've had a we've had enough of door-to-door salesmen, if you don't mind.
0: Reverend Kane. What i sell is spring. Find if I come in and, and talk to you about it. What? I don't feel well. You know, I gotta tell you, maybe a. We just I not mean, know he takes the right? hat off. He looks he even more
1: like a skeleton. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Come on, man. The
3: teeth, everything.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> glad to <laughs> and have
3: this opportunity to talk to you. Totally, in totally, totally focused yeah. in on family, Carol Ann and... Yeah.
0: Because I believe you have a problem.
2: Like he knows he needs to, he get, needs get, to, in to get in that exactly, house. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I believe there's an Indian living here with you. Taylor. So that's what he calls himself now. You are in danger. What do you mean? I'm with an organization whose concern is families like your own. Families in crisis that are
3: preyed upon by Charlatans with fake magic and false solutions. Now I don't expect you to believe me now, but let me come in and talk to you about it.
2: This is this crazy. This is nuts.
0: Please open your heart and your mind to what I'm saying. He is king.
1: cave with his people.
2: Did they ever explain why she gets visions, though? Yeah.
1: They explained that all of the women in their family are clairvoyant.
2: <laughs> I was just going to yeah. say it's Because well, I remember the mm-hmm. grandmother could
1: feel color. Yeah. And right? later, yeah. Tangina, later Tangina explains you know, um, she's holding some object or something and she says, she says, What is it? It was a picture of, of Reverend Cain. Yes. From the eighteen hundreds or whatever and she says, What is it what does it make you feel when you see and she starts getting flashes of the people dying in the cave and
0: visiting you. As with all upon his name, good
2: and is And then he just vanishes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So when he says, uh, reference to Taylor. Oh, so that's what he's calling himself now. Mm-hmm. That's something that's never explored further. And I would love to know what the, what the history or what the background is there. Mm-hmm. What, well, what, I mean, does Taylor, is, who, uh, yeah. what does Taylor What uh, does Taylor you know, cuz we can assume Henry Kane represents the devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is it that Taylor supposedly represents that he also changes form throughout time?
1: A couple things that I had read up on this was that supposedly there was a there was a native that was against Cain uh, when he was alive, when he was still human and had his group of people. And I guess there was some something about one of the original parts of the backstory that didn't really either get filmed or didn't get... It might have been in the script, was that there was a native that was kind of opposing him and that when he locked his people up, when he sealed them up in the cave... And they all died, and Cain came back as this evil spirit. That supposedly this Indian, native, Indian native, whatever. um, Really struggling with that scenario. I am. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm politically correct. Um, I don't know why. That he was a reincarnation of the original native that had been. Opposing him in the first place, and I think that that has to do with when he's up at the very beginning of the movie, I was gonna and say, he's I up on that, like that kind of plateau. There's that, that other one that's there scene, with him.
4: They're trying to tell mm-hmm. you that, but they do it. Not so great job, right? I mean, he's obviously special because he climbed well, up the, there somehow,
1: right? And that older, the you know, older, Indian, that appears, the Indians up there with him, he also really he disappears. There, right, yeah. he disappears, and then the, the smoke the enters yeah, Taylor, that and whole then
4: spiritual thing. So I think it's supposed
1: to be kind of a reincarnation thing that he's. The it continuation of some spirit from, didn't
2: shoot it very well, right. or I don't know. See, I think this would be make an interesting prequel movie, like the Henry Kane story. Mm-hmm. Right, I think that could be a, a really interesting. Yeah, character not that, require good writing and a good story.
3: Uh, I mean, yeah, sorry right. right. You really gotta like, yeah. If you're but it, that yeah, scene it, needed there's there's a
4: couple lines of but you native dialogue that they do not mm-hmm. subtitle. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And all they had to do is throw a subtitle up, and it probably explained half of that's what we People in
2: the eighties, I don't think they like subtitles.
4: Well, I know they didn't, it but if they people.
2: could, yeah, right, yeah, it would be. I mean, it ends with them. And then it ends were, with them, almost, yeah. It ends with it ends with the stone coming over the mm-hmm. opening, and then flash forward to the nineteen eighties, and all of a sudden you see like concrete going down Bull, and like bulldozers. a, a house yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and, and yeah, then yeah, credits. Yeah, yeah.
1: Welcome to Cuesta Verde. <laughs>
4: It's funny because they just redid Poltergeist. <coughs> oh, get on this. What's <laughs> well, funny cool. is they redid <laughs> right, Poltergeist in there.
2: Cuts to a side. <laughs> Welcome it? to Cuesta Verde. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: done. 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 Write it. Let's do it. They
2: just
4: redid Poltergeist. It. I, I, I know. So, so,
1: so who would you. Okay, oh. here's. here's no, they,
2: More recent than that. Was it more recent than that? I, that? I, didn't, I didn't see the The, the remake. Oh, the new one? Was it like last year? Yeah, last year. It was like last
1: year. I don't know. That's what they should have done. They should have done the prequel. Yeah, I think. Well, they didn't ask us.
4: You know,
3: no. call Spielberg. Do okay. you guys I, have I, I
1: think Sure.
2: I think there's a great story in there somewhere. Oh yeah. To be told.
3: The when, when you talk, you're talking about the villain. See, I watched that scene and I'm just thinking, like, man, that scene just it, it carries a lot for that mm-hmm. argument that I think that he is an effective mm-hmm. uh, you know villain in this movie. Whatever. Well, um, and I and I When, agree I, when I think of him, I also I think I brought up the movie Phantasms before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big, tall guy. I yeah. forget, the, yeah. the, yeah. What do they refer to him as? The tall dude, um, the tall whatever. There's a, the, yeah. a reference for him. That guy creeped me out as a kid. That was somebody I had nightmares because in there it was so dreamlike and with that ball with the blades and all that. And he just walked around and showing up everywhere and he just was this big, tall dude. And it was like, for some reason, I think of those two characters together the sure. same sort of effect of this ominous the tall. Of man, tall, just kind of, and then they have these lines and they just, uh, you're going to die. You know, all that was just, those two characters like are two that just for some reason creep me out enough um, because there's enough tall white dudes in the world that are out there that's just so I think mirror. I it's, Yeah every time I see it I just gotta you, get I'm the white hair out. and it's in, good <laughs> go. it's
1: common don't yeah, worry or the no hair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you so here's a, a follow up question to the this working as a prequel who would you like cast him. now as yeah. Henry Kane Who's old enough and creepy enough? I guess he doesn't have to be super well, super th- th- old. Doesn't but, it doesn't have to be old. Per no, se. but who's creepy enough?
3: Who could pull off creepy? Who could pull off that kind of creepy?
1: Now, James
4: Cromwell.
3: Uh, you know what? Though I'd have a hard time because I keep thinking Babe Pig in the City, <laughs> and I'm like, he can't be a villain. <laughs> that'll that do Pig. He starts singing That'll Do Pig on the way up the stairs. Starts doing a
2: jig mm-hmm. them down the driveway. I don't know. Because mm. I, I want to say uh, Cumberbatch.
3: If like yeah, he, well, he I could do Mickey anything. Mickey Rooney if he was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think shorter version of the guy. Right. Vincent with, Price.
2: So, yeah. I mean, if we're talking yeah, with the right makeup, um, I think Cumberbatch can make a a, a good young. Henry Kane and bring the right creepy yeah, And how
3: old do you want him to be in this? Do you want him mm-hmm. to be an older person still? Do you want him to be a younger person?
1: Pretty pretty cool. I think, I mean, when they when they got sealed up in the cave, I think he was supposed to be as old as he looks right. when he shows up in his human-looking form.
2: Daniel Day-Lewis.
3: What's he doing oh, these days? That would that be, be pretty that would be interesting. Good. Yeah, because he's kind of mm-hmm. getting it. Yeah. He could do that gaunt look probably pretty well, nice. I mean, look at
2: Lincoln when he played the mm-hmm. game. Yeah.
3: yeah Yeah.
2: He thinned out pretty well for that one. Good point. All right,
1: so... Steven Spielberg, if you're listening to this right now. While you're mowing your lawn. While you're mowing your lawn. Uh, he doesn't mow his own lawn. So, Steven's person who mows his lawn. Can you go tell Steven to go find Daniel Day-Lewis, get him on board. Dennis is going to write the screenplay. We'll get it taken care of. We'll produce. We'll produce. That's fine. We're not going to put any money in, but you, know, you can <laughs> <No>. <laughs> call us producers if you want. And
2: Well, you know. We're
1: producers. Our idea. <laughs> it's, that's true. We get creative credit on it. Thank you. I'm glad you're here today. We've really missed you. I'm not I'm not. We to show up at trivia. I, I, I love you,
3: Dennis. <laughs> we need to like show up at trivia. You're not going to show up at trivia. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I'm yeah. going to walk in and sing that song. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice get to slow. your table and tell you you're all going to die. A, we're in yeah. a black suit and a black hat a black hat and sit down. That, man, there's a great costume. I mean, the the problem yes. <laughs> you should No, that, that would for be Halloween. great. Yeah, you Do that. Go, yeah. that. Yeah. Do that for Halloween. Halloween. And just yeah. walk down the hall singing. There
1: you go. Because <laughs> what is... Let's, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll back it up here just a little bit. The, real, so, the key, I mean, it's just a black suit, see?
4: white shirt. The key is that it tie. Is. Yeah. Holy yeah. The key is getting that oh. tie right. Because the rest of it's yeah. relatively simple.
1: No, I lost it. So.
4: Yeah. That's what she said. I have to rig something where it's rainy on me, Mm-hmm. Mm. So making it rain is shot. not hard it's getting rid of the water that's the problem <laughs> yeah, I tell you up.
1: what you Thumb do you do the Reverend Kane costume I will do the Steve Freeling costume with the tequila bottle mm-hmm. That's Did I'll go. show up doing that on Halloween And I was hoping he was going to do Jeff you Carol I can be I can Carol be be Jeff, <laughs> Jeff's <laughs> Carol Ann <laughs> <Carol> I'll <laughs> be Carol <laughs> Ann again <laughs> again.
2: <laughs> again I already have it I have to wear a dress six or seven more times I'm going to start getting bothered that's fine
1: so, what was your to yeah, kind of
2: Carol.
1: <laughs> to kind of finish up? What was your if you had to pick one finish scene? Finish
2: up, sure. I'm just getting going, man. Well, you know,
1: I got places to be. All right, so yeah.
2: Before, yeah. before we have our finish up conversation, yeah. did anyone notice Tangina just sort of disappears at the end? Yeah. Taylor takes the car. Mm-hmm. The fa- the dad
1: runs after not Taylor, there. and the family's just like mm-hmm. standing there. Don't know what the hell happened to Tangina. The, the problem well, is, she I don't to think she show up in
4: the third movie. But so like she, she's gonna well, like disappear. No, no, no.
1: she can't get up the ladder, so she's still down in the cave. They just left her there. Oh. And then they're gonna rebuild a house on top of her.
4: There you go.
1: And then in Poltergeist Four, she's the ghost.
4: There it is. There you go. But she's yeah. I kind of notice that. A, it's like. Doesn't she show up? Up? I don't know why. Didn't, didn't get up she get like the
3: worst? Like
1: there wasn't there an award she won for like. She got nominated for a Razzie for worst supporting actress. Yeah.
2: Tell me what you feel.
3: That's that's quality right that's
4: there. That's that's how my wife remembers this movie. She's like, oh, that's one of the ones with Tangina, right?
3: <laughs> you know that she was she the does, uh, voice of Skittles for the uh, Taste of the Rainbow ad campaign. Mm-hmm. You know I really know that? Yeah, I saw know. that on Wikipedia when I looked her huh. up.
4: My wife doesn't remember the actress's name, so she calls her Tangina. That's her point of reference oh. for that actress. Kind of amusing. Yeah, I was.
1: So if you had to pick one scene that was the creepiest, scariest scene from the movie, what would be your scene? That one that right there. I, I was, was gonna there. say right? yeah, he's just
4: because Dennis said it best earlier, it's the things that are just off of normal yeah. Yeah. is the creepiest stuff. Like mm-hmm. when you got puke monsters and stuff, you're kinda like, okay, yeah, whatever. That's gross. <laughs> it's like, well, it. gross, but kinda cool.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, it's gross. That, you're looking at it for the special scene, effects, mm-hmm. you're like, ah, oh, that's
4: Like
2: cool. Dennis said, that scene is probably the most realistic mm-hmm. because you know you're And how long long is that clip?
3: Like six minutes. About six minutes. And if you write and you look at a script and you say, he walks up to the house to introduce (laughs) himself, you're not thinking six minutes. No. No. And the way they draw it out from beginning to end is Mm -hmm. such a very awesomely shot. Everything like mm-hmm. we said—the angles, the looks, well, yeah, over the lack the, of the over lock the, of and yeah. over the, yeah. the, the yeah. pacing of that step. Um, I mean, um. he could have just walked up straight up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he walks here, he walks mm-hmm. there. There's a long buildup well, from and, getting to the And, front and I love door. the fact that they and it gives that all that time for fa- like think of everything. Mm-hmm. It starts raining. You get the family running out first. The brothers out there. Then the family's out there trying to get. Right. I mean, all this happens because
2: and, when it's raining and yeah. we go and we think, oh, if I'm outside and it's raining, I'm running to the nearest shelter. Yeah. The fact that it's pouring and he doesn't. Not and like that she does step. not move
3: and then he and mm-hmm. they just stay so locked, locked into each yeah. other. For I mean, her, it's not rain. She's just sitting there. And then in she the rain. smacks her mom's arm yeah. down when she goes mm-hmm. to shake his hand. I mean, it, it's a geniusly shot scene. It just works yeah. so well. It's like you could watch that again. I mean, I could watch that again. And just I wonder if we could show candles. that
2: that one scene. In a, in, in a class, in a uh, Yeah, I
3: mean, it, it's a great... It, I could probably work it into it, because even when we say things like the chase scene and like how kids will just film it one-dimensional pan and mm-hmm. just they're done, mm-hmm. and then you show how you can show the feet. I show the feet, like in my... And they run out of the library, and I show the feet leave and mm-hmm. things like that. Just the... I love the pan up, and they reveal yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Starting with first a shadow, yeah, which is even they, a great... Which is weird, because it looks like, like a great he's alien almost, almost, and he's got
4: that bubble because of a hat yeah. the hat. Which is
3: almost just, a great... When you think about the bookends of this, mm-hmm. it starts with this... this Shadow mm-hmm. of him, he's not really there. It's a shadow, mm-hmm. and it ends with him disappearing. disappearing. yeah. So when you think of the two bookends of how it begins and ends with him, it's just it's a great scene. I mean, mm-hmm. from a film perspective, it's just awesome to see. Yeah. And it's like you want to be like if 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 I as far as Poltergeist two, if I was involved in that film, whether it was the making of it, directing, whatever, I could at least walk away saying, okay, maybe it wasn't as good as the first one. There's a lot of maybe the acting. In it, we nailed that scene. <laughs> yeah. We're proud of that scene. Like you can walk away saying that was awesome scene. That is a classic scene. Yeah,
2: just looking over the shoulder when Caroline was in the
3: house. And... The pacing is just awesome because like he never—it's all set to his step. Mm-hmm. It's his step. It's just going.
2: Yeah.
3: And it doesn't break from and that. And he's in Boom. such full control. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then even the ending when he gets, he goes through the even ah, mm-hmm. die and then it's just I love how his face right just back. just totally drops goes right mm-hmm. back yeah. and it's like well thanks for uh, me visiting with you sorry right you're not ready
1: to listen and then right yeah. back out yeah. mm-hmm.
3: and all the while now the last person locking eyes with him is the dad mm-hmm. who's looking at him leave and just, you know I, it's, yeah and I think when he's, you know the one Craig T, he was he showing up for a paycheck and this. I think throughout a lot of the other parts I think a lot of it has to do with the writing but I think that scene I think he did well too. Like you really are convinced with him that he's protecting his family he's like no, no, no just you know the normal thing we got enough salesmen da, da, da. and all of a sudden he just disappears into that character and, and like listening and just about to let him in and then the break with her and I, I think he acted that one really well so I think that scene was very good and very powerful.
4: Yeah.
3: You know the rest of the movie there's definitely some parts where you might say it might be uninspired but I think that scene, like, they were just on. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this was filmed early. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or the reverse. Or the reverse. Late, like where end. you're well, like, you get it
4: now. Some of the early stuff, you're trying to get back into character from yeah. the first movie. You're trying yeah. to just get the well, I noticed, of the new director. And the first yeah. few minutes
1: of the movie, he's got long hair. Craig T. Nelson has long hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a scene later, it's yeah. cut normal the way he would like, like, yeah. cut the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, for me, if I've got to think about a scene that probably scared me the most when I saw this the first time, it was I love that scene. That's probably my favorite scene in the movie is the one we're talking about with him walking up to the house. But the stuff that scared me the most, I think, was the. It's like when the toys come to life. That that's what creeped me out in the first movie. Was oh, like the clown coming to life, and the that, mm-hmm. and I know you're gonna, I know the, you're gonna the phone, like the little kid's the phone, phone. Yeah. because and even as an I adult, uh uh-huh. Well, even as an adult, like my kids have those little toy phones. And I tell you, if one of those started to ring in the middle of the night, I, you get, no, mm-mm, I will burn the house down. I don't care. I'm, no. Mm-mm. So that to me, like those scenes where a little kid, you know, picks up their toy phone and somebody answers on the other side. Wasn't there a uh, Twilight, Twilight Zone, Zone that did that? The old lady. Yeah. It wasn't
3: necessarily a toy phone. It was a real phone, but it was that right. type of phone. And, yeah, and it, and then they actually trace back to where the line is mm-hmm. and what's at the line, and it's the graveyard of the husband mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and and it was just, yeah, and there's that voice at the end when you pick up Just the ring of those type of phones, mm-hmm. those rotary phones like that. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. just, it's just awesome, and the fact that it's a toy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, toys can be extremely creepy. Now that's and the part that always creeps me the out the most, is the, with, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just any Damn. of those. Well, and, just, and, when,
1: and when they're on the phone, I don't know if it was a, she was on the phone when she picked it up the first time, the little doll that's just kind of in the background, the head is turning yeah. Yeah. while she's on the phone. I'm like, nope, mm-mm. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Nope. Burn the house down.
2: I <laughs> do okay, You the, and Pat. The, uh,
3: it's like, it's like it's Pat and the devil everybody <laughs> dies. In yeah. that elevator? <clears <clears <throat> Not something scared. happens like Kill it. everybody. You're all dying. I don't right. care. I'm going to punch, punch everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so,
2: and, and the other thing in this movie is anytime they show cuts to Reverend Kane being in the underground mm-hmm. like you don't know what's going on down there but because the, the camera angle and, and what he's doing while while they're uh, while they're in this cave it just adds another element of uncertainty and creepiness to the character. So I, I, I had a hard time any of those scenes uh, when they came up because I just I don't know the, the character I think is so well done. I think the character was ruined in the third one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's, it's been a long time since. I
2: think seen they the third took one. the, what well, was a great character and kind of just destroyed him in the, in the, the third installment of the movie. Yeah.
4: Well, did it happen in a Chicago high rise or something? It was the and Hancock building. It was the Hancock building. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I told I told Sharon about that. I'm like, hey, we can watch the. Cause she didn't watch this one with me, but I said we, we could watch the third one. It's got Chicago in it, and she said, really? And I was like, yeah. They possessed the entire John Hancock building. That sounds kind of dumb.
2: <laughs> it yeah, it well, turned so out to be kind of dumb. To yeah, it well, out. and I mean, and the fact that the whole thing was resolved mm-hmm. when Tangina was like, "Oh, I'll show you the light." Oh, okay. Like that's Could you all not have wanted? done that in the first movie? Right. That's right. Sacrifice he, he yourself three years right. ago you're done. All he wanted was someone to show him to the light. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not threatening. Right. Mm-hmm. that's just all he wanted was to be able to get to the light. Right. He just needed a hug. and So, I don't know. The, the third one was just yeah. bad.
3: Yeah. I got to see the remake and I'm curious to see if they... Yeah, I am. curious to see if they, yeah, the, see to see one, it too. one of the... Maybe this Halloween will And
1: that. then we have to write the prequel. Yeah.
4: Right. Let's do yeah. it. We'll get on that.
1: Done. All right. That's going to do us for Poltergeist 2. Uh, we will be back next time with the movie House and then coming up in the, uh, the rest of October... Uh, for which Pat will probably not be joining us. We'll be doing Little Shop of Horrors and The Fly, uh, the 1986 version, though we may talk about. Have you guys seen? You've seen the original. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you've seen the original. Bad ending. But f- I The ending of the original, I will still once in a
3: while look up and it still creeps me out. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Help, <laughs> me. Help me.
0: Help me. <laughs> Rock.
3: You haven't seen it, so you nope. know. Sounds oh, interesting. You can just type in and just type in the ending, you'll see the ending of the, okay. the ending of the mm-hmm. the original Fly, and just the little—it's the it's the effects that they had to work mm-hmm. with back then, but somehow that man, that just yeah. just is. <laughs> I have a, I have a copy of the original. Oh, okay. That gives he, me he, a little the, you know. the the the. The hibrid hey, yeah, yeah. and gibrids. Yeah, there's just something about that. Like I remember being freaked out, and I think I had a nightmare about that—that that I was a Fly or I was in the web or I don't know mm-hmm. what the heck. It, this that character.
1: And then uh, at some point during this month, not sure exactly when, uh, we are going to release our episode on the Razzies of 1986, so the worst movies of 86. We've already covered one. We did Howard the Duck a while ago. Um, Duck uh, poops. Don't pick that like up. He... <laughs> there <laughs> <If> he goes. <laughs> if you say that... get
3: picked up. I'm a... I didn't get picked up.
1: No, not for the most part. Um, <laughs> but if you say that just now, I'm going to have to that. edit everything he says. I'm going to have to go back and edit this whole section because he's just going to start reacting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Duck and Jeff <laughs> in October, uh, people. Since uh, we'll get the other ones too, but you know, it's never too early. My my pick for anybody with families out there, younger kids, teenagers. Pat, Evan Casello, Meet Frankenstein. Oh yeah, there you go. That, that is the movie to watch. I showed Cosello. that to the I showed that to the, kids, I showed that to the Fathom kids. I showed that to the kids. Fathom Events last night.
4: Did anyone go?
1: What? No. What was it? Uh, Fathom Events. Oh, did, was it Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Oh yeah. yeah, I wanted to go yeah. there.
2: I just, I just I was got gonna, my...
4: but we didn't end up going. And yeah, we had, yeah, we
2: had, yeah. This week yeah. I just got my Mel Brooks collection. Nice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Young uh, Frankenstein is in there. Right off. And I, I picked up the Universal Monster Movie Collection as well. Frankenstein. 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 Frankenstein.
4: Frankenstein. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know what we didn't do? <laughs> normal. You asked you asked about new movies. It's not a new movie, but, but it's a TV movie. Other. Um, in another couple weeks, uh, Rocky, well, Rocky horror. 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 Oh, the remake is coming out. Yeah, Fox is doing the Rocky
1: Horror remake. yeah
4: and that Tim Curry's making a special appearance somehow. Oh, is really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Should be cool.
1: Not a good. Good. Um, and then at some point later in October, we are going to, Jeff, I think you and I, and you've got a friend, are going to do Dark Knight Returns, yes. the Yes, Dark Knight Returns. Is 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 a great. friend? I so do have a friend. He has, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I do. Sometimes, nice. sometimes it's... I'll tell you what it's like someday. One of yeah. us in this room,
1: but not today. <laughs> not, not, on <laughs> <Thursdays>. <laughs> not on Thursdays. Not on Thursdays. Only Mondays. It's too late in the week um all right so if you want to reach us we've got email 30 at gmail.com 30podcast.com is our website on twitter we are at 30 podcast facebook we are 30 podcast we are on stitcher satchel google play podcast itunes and you can just listen to it directly from 30podcast.com so next time unless we do the razzies episode between now and then next time we will be talking about the 1986 horror movie house so unless you are pat and you want to watch this movie ahead of time Go ahead and, and watch it, and then come back with us next week. We'll be talking about it. All right, we will see you all then. Thank you, gentlemen. Where? Who? Where? Who walked in? Um, Don't call me popcorn names. Popcorn on your floor, Doctor <laughs> Howard. That was one of the kids.
2: Sure. <laughs> you have kids no. in here. <laughs> okay, listen. It's,
1: if it's I'm having popcorn, kids. I'm if I'm having popcorn, not a piece will be on the floor.
4: All right, I guess I might have to give him. I will not yeah. let a piece drop. Yeah.
1: I will eat all of it. Fair it was enough. one of the kids. And then, of course, the kid that's in here, because I had game club after school, uh-huh. and the kids are in here playing games, and the one kid that is eating all the popcorn while he's walking around playing games, three times during the 45-minute game club, he's like, uh, Mr. Reed, you may want a vacuum. And there, oh, were, see, there were a couple times that I was like, "See the mm-hmm. answer." <laughs> you might want a vacuum. I was just going to say, now, the I, answer I often give is, I will go get you a next, vacuum. Maybe next time you'd like to bring a vacuum <laughs> with your popcorn. Uh, So that's going to do it for this time. Come back next time. We will talk about House. Not the TV show with the British Doctor guy, but the horror movie. They're not that different. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Toodles. Love you.